Hello and welcome to Upstage the Podcast, your regular dose of theatre news and reviews. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. This week we're going to run through some theatre news and then as it is the 20th anniversary of the debut of Rent in the West End, which was April 21st, 1998, we are going to do a bit of a deep dive into Rent the Musical, its history and its origins and why it has been so popular and the movie adaptation and all that good stuff. But first... Theatre news. Yep, so um, big West End news this week is that um, everybody's talking about Jamie is going to be streamed live in cinemas around the country on the 5th of July. That's exciting. Um, So yeah, hopefully this will get the show out to um, a much wider audience, which is really good for it. And I think it's a show that will work really well um, on screen because it's quite a contained show. It's not a kind of big flashy set and it's got really kind of human moments that will translate really nicely into uh, a cinema, I think. I agree. I think it will. it's a good way for a younger audience to access the show without having to go to London to see it, I think, which is a nice thing. And I'm just glad that sort of a new musical is being streamed. Like it's getting more and more popular to do this, to stream musicals in cinemas, but it's always been quite like established, quite big musicals. Is that mm. fair to say? I think so. Um, so it's nice that they're doing it with a kind of a brand new production. It's also been announced that Catherine McPhee and Leslie Odom Jr. are going to announce the Tony nominations on the 1st of May. So that's exciting. Catherine McPhee and Leslie Odom Jr. obviously um, smash alums. Bit of a smash reunion. Yeah, very exciting. The two of them sing together one of my favourite smash songs. Oh, do they? They do. Is that from do season two? I believe it's season one. Oh. In the church. What's it called? Stand. Oh, I va- like yeah, big... I think I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, it's a big gospel number. They mm. all go to a church. I'm actually, I'm pretty certain it's season one because I'm pretty sure her Asian boyfriend's there. Mm. And they're doing their out of town. It's when they do the out of town preview of Bombshell, and they all go to the small church for some reason. And then they all they sing this, and then this gospel choir comes in, and it is gorgeous. And it was in that moment I fell in love with Leslie Odom Jr.'s voice. <laughs> That'll be exciting. Not long to wait until they're announced then, the nominations. No, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's quite a... Uh, it's been quite a good year. It's been quite a good year, but also I feel like it's a bit of a... For the first time in a while, maybe, because you had Hamilton and then Dear Evan Hansen, I felt like... There was a frontrunner. There were frontrunners. And this year I feel like there's not as clear frontrunners, maybe. There have been... Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah, that's fun. That is fun. It's nice when it's more of like an open competition. Exactly. The final piece of news is that Six the Musical is going to get a West End run and a UK tour. So this is the musical about the six wives of Henry VIII and it is described as a pop concert musical. Um, We we know very little about it. They're going to do a run at the Edinburgh Fringe and then there's West End details to be announced, I think. But, you know, new theatre, that's I good. Want, yeah, I, I want to care more than I do. <laughs> I kind of feel like if, if, it was, if it were really good, we would have heard about it. Like, I heard about Jamie before mm-hmm. it made it to London. Yep. This, I've heard a little, but I haven't heard people being that excited. But it's, someone believes in it. Someone clearly believes in it. It's just not right. us. It is not us. But it's happening. It's happening. So, and if you like yeah. history, if you like Henry VIII, maybe you'll enjoy it. But maybe just watch the Tudors instead. Okay. Okay. Rent. 
Brilliant. Hooray. I feel like we should, I feel like we should up front say that, I mean, you're not, we've discussed this before, you're not a massive fan of Rent. I'm not a Rent head. And I, I really am a Rent head. So that's nice that we have, you know, differing opinions. You can have your differences, but still be friends. Exactly. It's so true. So yeah, as we said, uh, Rent debuted in the West End 20 years ago this week. Mm -hmm. Um, it was kind of the Hamilton of its day. It was a massive mega hit on Broadway. It was. Uh, and then came over to London, where it didn't do quite as well. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about what the show's about. I think uh, most people know that. What made it so unique and stuff like that. Good. Should we start with a, a brief synopsis? It's hard to do a brief synopsis, isn't it? So it was... Yeah, I've written one, but it's very vague. <laughs> the synopsis I wrote is, I said, Rent tells the story... Of a group of artists, friends and lovers in New York's East Village, set in the late 80s to early 90s. The show explores characters' struggles with addiction, capitalism and the effect of the AIDS epidemic on their community. That is a perfect synopsis and that is what it's about. And yet it doesn't quite manage a lot of those things. Oh, but it tries so hard. Um, we should mention that it's loosely based on an opera by Puccini called La Boheme. Um, yes. The characters' names are sort of reinvented and the plot follows a similar sort of structure. And it yes. also includes some of the music from the opera in like excerpts at points. And it was written by Jonathan Larson, who also wrote um, a musical called Tick, Tick, Boom. This was sort of Jonathan Larson's big thing. He worked on it for years and years and years. A uh, playwright came to him with the idea of a musical based on La Boheme, but set in modern New York, and he just kind of ran with it and worked on it for about five years yes i think until its off-broadway debut which was um on the 25th of january 1996 we were both so small then so small i was four i was four no. yes i was <laughs> no you were three because uh, i would have turned five in 19 yes i was three and a half and the sort of tragedy of rent mm. in a lot of ways is that the night before the show opened off Broadway, Jonathan Larson suffered an aortic aneurysm. Yes, and died. I feel like this makes it quite that makes it quite a tricky show to talk about because it immediately became this sort of shrine to his memory. Yep, and the sh first show became a sort of sing through with the cast and all his friends and family gathering at the theater. Yeah, and everyone kind of flocked to see this show. So much so that it moved to a bigger venue really, really quickly. Yep. And it's, like, impossible to extrapolate the success of the show from the tragedy at the beginning of it, I think. But it also makes it tricky because a lot of what I see as flawed in Rent might have been worked out in sort of off-Broadway previews and off-Broadway runs. A lot of changes are made. They can change so much from that very first show yes. to when it officially opens. And it just didn't get and the chance. Yeah, there's just moments where you're thinking... That would have been, would cut. been cut. Yeah. And it make, I think it makes it really difficult. And I think it is such a tragedy. The show won a load of Tonys and Jonathan Larson's sister went up and collected his mm. award. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And to think that this show had such a massive success and he wasn't there for it, that's... Yeah, it is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. But I also think it helped to create this sort of really, really intense fan base around the show in those early days. Yes, I agree. It did run for 12 years on Broadway. Which is not bad. It's one of the longest running shows ever. I think it's like 11th longest running. 
which is pretty that's good. Right. I guess it's surprising for a show that's so not traditional. Yeah, so that's what I meant. Any of the flaws that Rent has, I think you can't fault for being really, really groundbreaking. It told really contemporary stories mm. in a really modern way. That weren't being told. And, yeah, exactly. And I feel like we're kind of used to that now because that's kind of what people use theatre for in a lot of ways. Even Hamilton, which is a very traditional, you know, very classic story, is told in a way that it isn't normally told. Tell you know, showing people that you don't often see on stage. Like, that's kind of what theatre's become, but it wasn't at the time. It was really rare yes. for a show to be telling these stories. So telling the stories of LGBT people and people suffering with AIDS, and obviously the AIDS epidemic had been so kind of tragically ignored mm. in York and around the country and world. The music that it used to tell that story... Yeah, it's so original. And yeah. It's, but so it's... Sort of, would you, yeah, it's sort of a rock musical. I would um, definitely say that. Yes, but it's, I think it sort of paved the way for that kind of music in musicals. I mean, the sort of like like the Who's Tommy, I suppose, is also a similar sort of score. But there aren't that many from sort of the nineties and earlier that have a more rock-based score than sort of yeah. like your traditional musical score. And it's also just the dynamics of the cast. They were it was such a diverse cast, and they were yeah. so young. Yeah. And now you see that all the time. So you know, it happened again with Spring Awakening, which I would feel like I feel like was kind of the rent of our youth. Yes, I agree. Um, and then Hamilton now, Dear Evan Hansen now, all the kind of big shows have these really young mm-hmm. kind of vibrant casts, vibrant fresh casts, yes. fresh faces, and I think. Rent was really one of the catalysts for that sort of movement. Yes. Um, And I think inspires a lot of people who are writing today on Broadway. And also was kind of the start of a lot of really successful people's careers. Yes, absolutely. So the original cast included Adina Menzel, who we talked about a few weeks ago, and Tay Diggs. He played Benny in the original cast. Jesse L. Martin, of who course, yeah, obviously. <laughs> literally, the world would be a better place if everything was just sung in his voice. <laughs> he could sing anything. Yes, he should be his Siri. He should be pure. the voice of Siri. Mm. I would not talk to any real human being if he was the voice of Siri. <laughs> I would literally just talk to my phone. <laughs> They're really missing a trick there. So as well as launching a lot of really successful Broadway careers, Rent also gave us one of the most covered Broadway songs, I would say, and yes. most used, just... One that you've really, I'm sure, heard, Seasons of Love, which I love that song. It's a beautiful song. And I, such... I think I knew the song before I knew what Rent was. I'm sure I did too. Mm. And I don't even know how. It literally just permeated. It just transcends. It's such a beautiful song. Some of the lyrics, maybe when you listen to them, don't maybe make that much sense. <laughs> the, feeling, the feeling. There is real sense. emotion there. There is real emotion there. It's by no means my favourite song in the show, though. What's your favourite song in the show? Oh, my favourite song in the show is Out Tonight. Oh, wow. Just going to let you soak that in for a second. I'm and soaking, I know there are like werewolf noises in it. I don't really know why that had to happen, but I just really, really like that song. Here's an interesting thing. I never in my life have once listened to the original Broadway cast recording all the way through. Really? Really, I only ever listened to the movie version. I only ever listened to the Broadway original Broadway cast recording. I fucking love Rosario Dawson. To be I love Rosario Dawson. I think she's an excellent Mimi, but I think the and this shouldn't be the case from the movie version. We'll get onto the movie later. Yeah. But I think the original Broadway cast recording has so much more emotion in it. The I'll cover your reprise, which is my favorite song. Mm. Jesse L. Martin's voice again, recurring theme. Mm. Jesse L. Martin's voice in the original Broadway cast recording of I'll cover your reprise. Is it is it better than the movie version? Yeah, Miles. 
and the movie version is gorgeous. And there's also a version on YouTube you can watch his la- his final performance of it. Oh, Jesse. I just that is one of my all time favorite songs because of his vocals. I think that's fair. I don't know. I couldn't tell you why I like Out Tonight so much. I think I just find it really catchy. You're just like going, ow. No, I really, really don't. (laughs) I really don't. I mean, that's the main part. I know that's the main part of the song, but that's like that's my least favorite part of the song. (laughs) Uh, um, Sure. I just like. I really like Rosario Dawson's performance of it. I think it's a good song, and I also really like Another Day, which comes directly after it. It was basically one long song, and so I just like the two of them together. I like oh, I the I like the Rosario Dawson, but the Mimi bit in Another Day is probably one of my favorite bits of the whole show. It's the same melody from they get repeats quite a lot, so it's in like yeah. Live I support. don't like that song. I actually wrote in my while I was watching the movie. I wrote, "What the hell is this musical transition from Out Tonight to Roger Shit Complainy song?" <laughs> no, I like Roger Shit Complainy song. <laughs> I learned, Ugh, I uh, I should tell you, such an annoying motif. And then I just wrote in all caps, "I hate Roger and Mimi." <laughs> These are such poor opinions, Abby. These are wrong opinions. I mean, I get that Roger is whiny with a terrible haircut, but I mean, I mean, Roger really has no redeeming features. Although I do really like a Roger song, and that is One Song Glory, which... I, I quite like One Song Glory. Which, the irony of this musical is that Roger um, spends the entire show trying to write like his ideal song, his dream song, basically, and he sings a song at the beginning of the show called One Song Glory, which is a great song. Like, it's a fantastic song. And then at the end of the show, he sings this song that he's written and like poured his soul into, and it is and- fucking awful. <laughs> It is a terrible song. It's terrible. And, and it's also, like, One Song Glory was so much better. Yeah, and he says, it takes. It took me a year to write this song. And it's like, why? What the fuck were you doing? You could have written I mean, that on that... a post-it in ten minutes. Yeah. And one of the problems for me with the show, and particularly, I'll be more precise, particularly with Roger and Mark, who are the two leads, we'll introduce you to them later, but they're meant to be artists. Like, the whole thing is that they're artists. And they never fucking make any art. You can't call yourself a songwriter if it takes you one year to write one shit song. <laughs> you can't pretend that you're starving artists if you never make art. And there's nothing romantic <laughs> about being a starving artist. You're just starving. Get a fucking job and yeah. pay your rent. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I have another favourite song. Um, the yeah. finale. Finale B. <laughs> My other favourite song. So I would say I have three. Go on. Uh, I'll cover your reprise. Mm-hmm. And then also I th- and Seasons of Love uh, or Take Me or Leave Me. Yes, Take Me or Leave Me is a great song. Again, very, very popular and very, very heavily covered. Yes. You pl- yeah, you probably heard that song at some point. Um, it was on Glee. It was on Glee. It was on Glee. Um, That's when you know it's mainstream. <laughs> yeah. My final favourite song, I think, is probably La Vie Bohème, which is, you know... It is enjoyable. It is very it, enjoyable. I know all the it words. It will get stuck in your head. It will. I was very proud of yeah. myself when I learned all the words. I really like Anthony Rapp's voice. In that in that song, actually, I'm sure you don't because you don't like I him. I have no issue with Anthony Rapp's voice. I just think he's made a whole career over being in one show in his early twenties. I mean, if we could all do that, wouldn't you? I think I would be embarrassed to twenty years uh-huh. later do a like cabaret show uh-huh. and say like, "Oh, it's me from that one show I did." It's 20 me. Years for, ago. It's me from Rent. Um, should we talk a little bit through the main characters? If you'd like to, then let's. I also tried to write character. So yesterday I rewatched the film, which I don't do very often. Because yeah, let's talk about the film. 
film is awful. The film is not awful. The film, if you like the music of Rent a lot, as I do, is a perfectly pleasant way to spend two and a half hours listening to the music of Rent with visuals, as far as I'm concerned. They brought back most of the original cast for it, so they all look hilariously old for their characters. They're meant to be sort of early 20s, and they do not look it. But, but... You know, if you're my issue with the film, I think it is way too clean in every aspect. Yes, so that I agree with. It's just like everything that the massive, like this massive loft apartment, and I'm like, well, you shouldn't be living there. Like just everything about. I mean, I'm I'm blowing my lines between what I don't like about the show and what I don't like about the film. But I think the film for me, it it sanitizes everything too much. Yeah, it's very very. There's no grit. There's no grit, and I do think there's just some weird kind of framing issues and weird movements and cuts from the show that make it just a little bit weird. And I don't get who it was made for because I'm not sure how much sense it would make if you don't know the show. Yes, that I agree. Like, oh, I, yeah. watched the, yeah. I watched the film before I knew the show. The, the first time I watched the film was me watching Rent for the first time through. Yeah. And I didn't know what was happening. And they're, they're just chunks that I completely lost it because there's little nods to things from the show but you don't notice them. Yes. Because it's framed weirdly. So then there's weird directorial choices. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's hard to sort of say what would have saved a film. Because, I mean, it's a musical, so it's going to be quite... It can't be too gritty, because... I mean, it's sort of like what we said about the Into the Woods film, which is that Into the Woods is quite a dark show, and they completely cleaned it up for the film to make it palatable. And I think yeah. they did the same with Rent, and it's a shame. I feel like we haven't spoken about the characters and if people don't know the show yeah it's difficult to understand why you hate mark so much i'll do i'll do a quick run through mark is would we say mark's the lead i think in it's quite an ensemble piece i think that mark is the lead i think mark is sort of the de facto lead he's the sort of narrator he is the filmmaker who is trying to capture all of their lives before um they start dying basically for, for want of a better way of putting it yeah, so Mark is a filmmaker, which I said. He's kind of basically like a Jewish nerd who's trying to be really cool. I don't think I he's think. trying to be cool. I think he's trying to make something worth something. He's pretty entitled, I would say. He's definitely, he's like kind of walking white privilege, I would say, is our old Mark. He has parents who love him and phone him with sweet messages. Yeah, that's kind people and he rolls his eyes at their voicemails and is like, ugh, sometimes I wonder why we suffer here and then I hear from them and I'm like, ugh, that's why. It's like, like, you have lovely parents. have lovely parents. Pick up their calls. Yeah. And Mark lives with Roger, who is the songwriter we've spoken about, who is maybe the worst songwriter in the world because he can't seem to write any songs. He used to be a big rock star. Well, not big rock star. A successful musician. Yeah, he was never a big rock star. Never a big rock star, but he used to make a living through his music and then kind of fell into the world of drugs and contracted HIV through the sort of drug yes. world. Yes, yes. And he's a pretty obnoxious human being, but at least he's trying to clean himself up. He's trying to stay clean off drugs and improve his life in some way. He is. But he, like Mark, never thinks of getting a job. <laughs> It's just my real flaw. Maybe I'm just like so old and cynical, but I'm just like, need to work to live. You don't, there's no way that you can think you're better than everyone else. And the, the opening song is basically about how they're not going to pay their rent. They're not going to pay last year's rent. They're not going to pay next year's rent. And they're complaining because their landlord, who you're about to meet in our cast list, mm. dares to ask them for some rent. 
I mean, when you put it like that, it does make them seem like whiny little bitches. They're such whiny bitches. Yeah, why no. isn't Benny the hero of the piece? All Benny wants is the money that he's entitled to. Benny is the low-key hero of them. <laughs> <laughs> so Benny used to live with them, right? I think Benny used to live with them. They used to be quite good friends. And then yeah. Benny met a woman who was quite well off and now owns the apartment that they live in. Or always did, but moved out and is now their live-out landlord. Yeah, Benny is kind of painted as the, the villain and this ca- evil capitalist like monster who's just trying to turn New York into this horrendous corporate hell. Mm. When really all he wants is to live a life that most people live with a job and, you know, kind of berates Mark and Roger for not doing anything with their lives, which is pretty justified. I mean, yeah, I think fair to an extent. And then I'd say another main character is Mimi, who also lives in that building, is only 19. She has a lot of similarities with Roger. She does. Without to give away too much of the story. She has a lot of demons. A lot of demons, a troubled youth, Mm -hmm. um, meets Roger, falls immediately in love with him for some reason. (laughs) Mimi, I think, is a decent human being. I love Mimi. Mimi's my favourite character. frustrated because i think as a character she's not well enough fleshed out we spend so much time with mark and roger whining and i'd like to know more about more about mimi yes that's fair that's a fair point i would also like to know more about mimi it should be it should be mimi's film really well really who it should be the whole show should be about collins and angel oh yes so here we go they're they're the best they're the reason to watch rent they're actually (laughs) good people who deserve good things collins is another really good friend of mark and roger who lives with them when he's in new york or kind of stays with them when he's in new york quite often yes but he at the beginning of the show he's been out of town um because he was teaching i want to say at mit yes at mit at mit he's a philosophy professor at nyu during the show obviously when he's in new york um so he actually gets a job it's novel and he at the beginning of the show gets beaten up and meets angel who is who really lives up to the name oh it's really there's some really on the nose stuff and angel being called angel is for sure one of them yes absolutely angel is just good and pure angel's kind of a really ambiguous character gender wise the role is as far as i'm aware has always been played by a man maybe there's been one or two occasions where a woman's played the role but it's usually played by a man yep and is in part of the show is sort of male presenting but then in a lot of the show i'd say kind of the majority of the show is sort of dressed in drag yes and the characters switch between using he she pronouns yeah all the way through all the way through angel doesn't seem to mind so angel saves or like finds Collins after he's been beaten up and the two of them become an item mm-hmm. and they are pretty much the only healthy relationship in the show probably because they're the only two characters not completely consumed by self-obsession <laughs> they can care for each other <laughs> oh, you're going in on Roger and Mark man this is I so really harsh um, and then the kind of main cast are round off by Maureen who's kind of a typical performer mm-hmm. in so many ways mm because she really believes in her art. She does, she committed. She does, I mean, it's not good, but she does it. She believes in it, and she performs, and she commits. And Maureen used to go out with Mark, but recently left him for Joanne, who is a lawyer. Mm -hmm. An actual adult job. And a decent person as well, a a stand-up human being. Yeah. 
she deserves better. I read a really interesting thing. I kind of deep dived into Rent to prepare for this episode. God bless you. Thank you. I read a really interesting thing about the fact that Collins, Joanne and Benny are the three characters that have really solid jobs. And yes. the thing that connects the three of them is that they're the three characters typically played by black actors and definitely in the original cast they were cast as black yes actors or black people mm. and so they're the ones who cannot rely on their white privilege to get them through the characters who are the people of color all actually have jobs and they it doesn't necessarily mean that they're completely on the straight and narrow but they can't rely on white privilege to get them through whereas i think what's really infuriating about mark and roger and also maureen in a lot of ways is that they're just sailing through on white privilege angel makes money various things but you know one of the things he does is busk on the street roger could do that he doesn't that is a good point roger could do that roger's too busy trying to write a bittersweet evocative song exactly just sitting around moping (laughs) he does so much moping in the show in in the film oh my god he's so mopey they are such terrible people i can't i'm I'm not gonna defend them you've made some good points thank you (laughs) i think rent's really interesting I think what it did, what it wanted to do was so great. Yes. And what it, um, the impact it, it has had has been so great. Definitely agree. And I think I really love what Rent wants to be. I just mm. don't think it quite gets there. My main draw is the music, really. I think the score, broadly, there. I mean, I could have listed 15 favourite songs. I think the music is great. I think it's catchy. I think the lyrics are good. I think it's quite, even though it's 20 years old now, I think it's all quite modern sounding. I would agree. I think, yeah. Although there are songs, there are some not good really songs that, like. you, yeah, you can you, you never need to listen to, like Santa Fe and Light My Candle. See, I quite like Santa Fe. Oh, Abby. Probably because it's Jesse L. Martin. Oh yeah, probably. But let's open up a rest. It's just fun. It's got a good hook. There's a lot of the songs that I don't think have a good hook because they're very conversationy. But that's just I don't like that sort of song. Oh, I do like that kind of song. Like the the long version of Goodbye Love is one of my favorite parts. I quite like yeah, the conversation song. That's just song. a stylistic. That's thing. just a stylistic thing. Um, I think, yeah, some of the music yeah. is just really beautiful. It's really, and, really great. And then also really kind of just, there's some really fun stuff to sing along. Take Me or Leave Me is one of the best songs to sing along to, ever. A song I forgot to mention also is Without You, which is another one that's been quite, is quite popular outside the musical, so you might know it. And it doesn't sound sort of musically, I don't think, like out of context, it still works. But no, broadly, I think you made very good points, you know. If you look at it with a critical eye, there are obvious major flaws with it. But it was one of my sort of gateway musicals. That's why I use that phrase about almost everything. But it was one of the first shows I ever really loved. Um, And I think it was that for a lot of people, which is something that, you know, it made musicals seem relevant and fresh again. And I think in that way, what it did was really important. And the movement around it at the end of the 90s was, you know, really unique and really special. And I think you don't see that often. I would say it was kind of Rent, then Spring Awakening, 10 years later, then 10 years after that, I would say Hamilton. So I yeah. think it comes around yeah. sort of once a generation. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, that's Rent. Um, and it's going to be the next musical um, that Fox do in their um, Fox Live series. So that's in January 2019. Just a little ways away, but pretty exciting. I think it'll be really interesting to see who they cast. Um, obviously, the characters are meant to most of the main characters, I would say, are meant to be ranging from 19, Mimi is 19, yes. up to sort of mid to late 20s. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see who they cast, sort of fresh, young talent. Yeah, and interesting to see what they do with it as a live musical, like how much they sanitise it. That's true. 
Because the ones they've done so yeah. far are quite like, I mean, Jesus Christ Superstar is probably the darkest one they've done, but this is a, a whole different level of sort of bleak, really. The ones that they've yeah. done so far have been sort of quite family friendly, like Grease and Hairspray and Peter Pan. Do you remember Peter Pan? Yeah. Mm. Rent, man. What a complicated show. 20 years. 20 years. You know what? It really does feel like a fresh show for something that's 20 years old in, ter- in musically. Yes, I agree. I really agree. I think it's definitely listen to it on Spotify, folks, and see yeah. what you think. And don't watch the film unless you really, really love the music and want to get an idea of sort of ish what the show looked like, sort of, yeah. kind of. Ball bulletin. He hasn't done anything. He's still not doing anything. But Tress does open very soon on the 26th of April. So yes. we see it a week after that. So very soon we will have excellent top draw Michael Ball news for you. Yeah, exclusive. Imagine if he's not in it the night we see it. Can you imagine? We'll have to demand our money back. Any other business? I have a couple of things. Go on then. um, That I have done and enjoyed this week. I went to see Love, Simon. Yes. And it was so great. And I think everyone should go see it. I will try and see it. Because it was just lovely and made me feel lots of feelings. And I was so happy. And everyone in the cinema was so happy. And it's so funny and then so emotional. And then so happy again. And you just... Yes, it took me right back to being a teenager, but in the good ways. I've also been listening to a podcast, which maybe you listen to, Rachel, because it's very up your street, I feel like, Ear Hustle. Oh, I don't, but it sounds interesting. Go on. So Ear Hustle is um, kind of presented by and recorded in, kind of tells the story of prisoners in a prison in the States, San Quentin. Yes. And... Each episode is only like 30 minutes long and it's in its second season now, but I've gone back and been listening and it's just really, really interesting. So kind of the real lives of what prisoners are going through in the American prison system and um, yeah, it's just really interesting. I can't really put it to us, but they do, they talk about like um, solitary confinement just how they kind of talking to victims and stuff and it's all really really interesting and i would recommend that people go and listen to that that sounds really good it's really good ear hustle is like prison slang for um like getting up in other people's business i think oh i see i see see. beginning of every but kind of like eavesdropping okay ear hustle yeah that makes sense i think that's what it was i feel like they say at the beginning of every episode but i'm just like here we go another episode (laughs) and i don't remember enough because you know life 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 got in the way what about you what have you been up to i just got back from holiday to barcelona which was very nice um so i haven't really been doing much of any tv watching other than the new season of rupaul's drag race which is just phenomenal if you just so much joy they did an episode this week where they did there was 12 of them left and they did three outfits each on the runway that's like 36 outfits it was so good it was so good i was so excited to watch it when i came back lots of good lots of good contenders this year still not sure which way it's gonna go other than that i oh i started reading homegoing which is great so far yes i really want to read that mm-hmm. you can borrow it after me if you'd like but it's yeah it's fantastic it's so so good it's about um two sisters who um don't grow up together their mum kind of runs up like has one baby and then runs away and has another baby with a different man um in like 18th century africa and then each chapter is like one 
descendant closer to now. <laughs> That's terribly explained. But it's like each chapter is a different generation of each of their children and their children's children, etc. Um, through the ages. So it's really, really good so far. I think I'm about 50 pages in, which is not that far, but it's fantastic. And I think everybody should read it. I think that's about it from me. Hope you enjoyed my rant about rent. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to get so lost in it all. <laughs> I just I, love an angel. I, I, didn't, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed your words. I thought they were very good. Do go see a production of Rent if there's one near you that seems decent, though, because it is worth seeing. It's definitely worth seeing. I think it is a show that you need to experience it on the stage, I think, to fully get the the, the impact of it. Yeah, and I think it's important to... Uh, it's an important show in the history of musical theatre to know about. Absolutely. If you have thoughts on Rent, you can tweet them at us or you can email us. Upstage pod, oh. Upstage pod all over the place. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.